How good is surfing? Man, I hope you've had incredible waves wherever you are. Just a beautiful time around the world. Every time I've traveled the globe and it's been to various parts, um, there seems to be something special about September and October. Only recently come to find out that it's the one place perhaps you don't want to be is Costa Rica due to the rainfall. So anyway, hope that's insightful information, but you know, they make it make up for it the rest of the year. But back to details. It's all in the details. I learned so much from studying the footage from the impromptu coaching sessions with, let's call him James again, that we talked about in previous episodes. And wow, could I just borrow and learn from that and take it back into my own surfing and my own little path. And that's what it's about is learning from wherever you can. So we'll cover two things, both on the path of learning and pushing oneself. So we spoke about, you know, the body mechanics of how you're steering a surfboard. For me, the asymmetry answers that question to a certain degree, but how you're actually steering the board is going to come down to your foot mechanics. So we can redesign things for toe side and heel side and the weight distribution there between but how you actually stand on the board (laughs) not which way you stand but how you stand on the board is clearly so important and easily overlooked so in james's case i was noticing how his upper body and arms and essentially his form was fairly good and fairly quick to get to as well in other words he was his twitch reflex i guess you would call it was efficient but standing ever so slightly off center in other words his foot was over towards the wave rail on his heel side when he was trying to lean and guide his arms towards his front side the board would naturally steer toward the back side fascinating so that was a problem saw it over and over both left and right diagnosed felt really chuffed about being able to notice that and you'll do the same. You'll, you won't know what you're looking for. Then you'll see it and you'll feel empowered and you'll go out to fix it, share the information or notice it in your own surfing and every time in somebody else's and therefore everyone's improving. The story was that's what's happening. The detail came in a more subtle review. Now it didn't happen on every wave. In fact, it happened on 1 in 10 waves. Now, that's not a big enough sample size to give confidence of a flaw or or a um, progressive point. But I was trying to figure out why his feet weren't landing in the right place. Now, his words and his path say that he's been working on getting his back foot far back enough. Most surfers struggle with that. I'll throw myself in that. But, you know, you need to have your foot in the right place to turn a board, especially your back foot. But so much emphasis over the last bunch of sessions, probably years to be honest, have been emphasized on where the back foot is that he was forgetting about the front foot. So the drill was just pay attention to your front foot. Your back foot's probably going to get in the right place because you're used to trying to train that. And sure enough, it helped. But when we reviewed the footage, I noticed that 
I was trying to figure out why his back foot was landing in the in the wrong place, but I noticed that his head was looking down the line, paddling into waves. And as he stood up, he would look at the deck quickly and then look back up. I mean, and and you have to slow this stuff down to even notice it. In fact, it was shocking how much you had to slow things down. But over, let's call the sample size 10 waves, there were maybe 12. Over those 10 waves, every time in slow-mo, you see paddle, paddle, paddle as you're standing up. And then it's like a little nod of the head, tip of the hat, if you would. Just look down and look up. And, and that was when the foot was getting planted. So identifying that was one thing, but about seven out of those, about within seven, on about the seventh of those 10 waves, it was a much faster wave. And there was, it was kind of a large stitch effort just to get up and riding. It was essentially a close up, but he made the section, which was impressive. But that forced um, takeoff, that rush, the extra pressure, took away that little bobblehead movement and his foot landed in the right place, and he made the section. That gave me confidence to know, yes, your foot's in the right place. Why is it happening? And now fixing the foot had to do with one's head. How fun is surfing? All these little details. Now this story might not ring true to you, definitely not true for everyone, but you've certainly fixed that at some point, whether it's unbeknownst to you or not. I like it because... It showed that we're paying attention to one thing where it actually has stemmed and rooted from another part that gets adopted into how we're surfing, why we're surfing. I think Clayton Nibinar, I always get his name wrong, um, has a really good way of expressing how boards actually work and whether you're just staying on rail, constantly turning a surfboard breaking them down, understanding that and how to build them, how to ride them, how to suggest which ones could be helpful and which kinds of waves you're trying to enjoy, which ones are getting in the way of things you should be feeling and can be feeling, and then which ones are going to be the next thing to put the right box of tricks together so that as you age or as you travel or as you experience different types of waves, different types of surfing, you're both having more fun and not hurting yourself. This comes to the second part that I said there'd be two of. Constantly always trying to learn. Now, surf technique's fun and it's a good study, but if it's not true everywhere else, then probably little depth to it. Both learning everywhere and once again pushing oneself creatively and well, experimentally, whatever you're doing. And it came in a passing comment from somebody. We're talking surfboards as we do looking at boards and and they said um yeah have you ever tried a wet on wet lamination and obviously we've all heard of that well if you haven't let's explain it quickly when you rule of thumb is you'll glass the bottom of a surfboard let it dry flip it over buzz the lap where that transition is or cut the lap in a colored or tinted application and then glass the top so you wrap the bottom, wrap the top, paint on the shiny coat. In simple. But when you're doing a wet on wet, it would be you laminate the bottom and immediately flip it over 
and laminate the top so that you have everything fusing together and because that lap is malleable it tends to fudge into the top layer and all become one and I'd always known about it and never tried it but working in this epoxy world in this epoxy realm with the epoxy resin EPS blanks in this case polyester work too um, you know I could come up with a long list of reasons why I thought it would be difficult and all those things are true still are and why I thought it would be not a waste of time but so much effort to try and make something that's really difficult to get right um, doable but in chasing the measured resonance of the boards that we've spoken briefly about basically boards that you love generally have a nice ping to them I feel like you can build that into a board I honestly believe that you can one day forecast what that resonance will be and there's a multitude of factors that go into it from the actual blank the dimensions the types of resin used definitely the types of fiberglass that are used and how they are twisted pulled laid up and woven so saying all that perhaps this wet on wet system would enhance that perhaps it would kill it who knew Everything's post-baked cure in my shop, so that was one more element to think about how to get things uh, into the oven and at which times are they curing. Well, instead of finding all the reasons why it's going to be difficult, you know, sometimes you just dive in and realize, well, that wasn't so bad. And as life goes, the things that I was most worried about, sure they happened, yeah, they were there. And they ended up not really being such a big deal. And there were things that I didn't even think about that popped up. And, well, even those weren't that difficult to fix. Right now, it's really difficult to find disposable gloves with the current situation. And I always reuse gloves as much as possible. But, you know, it's, it's, it's near impossible to find them even at an affordable rate and without trying to throw things away over and over again. I've switched to using um, dishwashing gloves and they actually really, they're a little more difficult to work in because you lose some sensitivity because they're a bit thicker, but I'm getting used to them and in this situation, you lamb the bottom, grab the wet rails, flip the board over and lamb the deck and then one has to perch it obviously on a release agent so that you can get it off once everything's dry. But all of that wasn't so much as just going to the kitchen and getting some wax paper and putting it on both the stands and the perch in the oven. All boards are perched on one single unit, just like you're hanging cymbals on the drum set. You want things to resonate, you want things to move, you want things to, when they contract and shrink, everything's getting tighter. And this happens no matter how you fiberglass a surfboard. When things dry, they pull tighter together. And you can see this because the weave starts to lift and things pull tighter and tighter and tighter. Short story is the weight on weight, man, really impressed with the results that I'm getting. Now, because everything's measured, trying to get as many data points as possible, 
so that you can quantify what you're working on. First boards, same dimensions, same concept, same materials, new process now, weight on weight, gained 15% in the overall resonance. Now that sounds too tremendous to believe, except for the next day, I hadn't lost the percents or that 15% we mentioned, but the note that was measured remained true, but its sustain was longer. Now this is getting really technical, but I know you like it because people keep sending questions. So perhaps what we've been chasing has been the right thing, but measured in the wrong way. Just like trying to fix James's foot placement on his board by moving his feet was better served by stop looking down with your head as you take off. The head leads to the foot, the foot leads to the steer, the steer leads to the turn, the turn leads to good surfing. The resonance was a measure of how pingy the board was, which led to changing the way things were assembled, changing the way things were chosen in terms of materials which then changed into a better realm except for it highlighted not the same note that we were chasing but how long it rang it's a can of worms but i'm happy to share it because tomorrow the boards will be better so i didn't share this straight away because i've been playing over the last uh, month and a half two months with this weight on weight concept from triple stringer logs to small performance boards and stringerless boards, stringered boards, you name it, polyester blanks, EPS blanks, it's been rewarding. And there's definitely certain limitations, specifically aesthetically, but those have been, um, you know, embraced. In other words, you find where the boundaries are and push it as far as you can so that things look the way you're expecting them to look and are appreciated, and work and lost. So, could the can of worms be deeper? Of course, I hope it is. But right now, the new worm seems to be, perhaps it's more of how long the board sustains rather than how high of a ping, pitch, or note we can measure. Of course, the higher the frequency, the more resonance within the board but the longer that rings seems to be something i haven't been studied and perhaps as or if not more important of course they all go together and we've said it before and i constantly stand behind address addressing or even pinpointing or discussing or focusing on only one part of any surfboard is dangerous business it all needs to work together cohesively. This is what gives me confidence in why this might be the most important stride. Is that will sustain will only happen with a cohesion in all those elements. So it's a fun thing to measure. That's what we're working on. It was uh, it came from a roundabout source and somebody asking a question and. You know those questions that kind of, oh, they, they stick the back of your 
the the hairs on your neck up a little bit because you know that that would be going the longer yards and like I said things are really difficult to begin with it's hard to go glass good surfboards you're working with the sticky syrup but um it was worth trying problem is now it's not worth stopping so experiments continue feedback continues and I hope you're surfing your path your life the depth and all of those things are as wonderful and amazing as you let them be i hope you let them be deep chat to you soon